slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend. It was a good weekend for the Islanders. They take three out of a possible four points from the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll break down the weekend's games and give you some explanations as to what's happening. Now, don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So, lots to discuss here after a win and an overtime loss during the weekend. Islanders with three points really should have had four. We will break it down for you, including the second consecutive uh, shutout by Ilya Sorokin. We'll talk about him and another young player on the Islanders who is really starting to look up. We'll talk about the effectiveness of the Islanders' power play. And, Uh, about something that is a little troublesome or worrisome also about this team's performance lately. Uh, If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is. That's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, the Twitter handle at Locked On Isles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. I'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I usually am tweeting during Islanders games if you want some instant insight and analysis. So the Islanders lose Saturday at home in overtime to the Penguins, 4-3. Got a point out of that one, then get a 2-0 victory yesterday, Sunday. Uh, 20 more saves for Ilya Sorokin, his second straight shutout, even if they were uh, a couple of weeks apart. And the Islanders continue to play well at home. Amazing statistic right now. For the New York Islanders in nine games this year at the Nassau Coliseum, the Islanders are 7-0-2. And, you know, you play that well at home and just 500 on the road, and that's uh, the makings of a fairly successful regular season. So Islanders have to be pleased about that. Ilya Sorokin coming up big, uh, 20 saves in this one, 10 of them coming in the third period when the Penguins really did carry the play. And I'll tell you, Sorokin looking better after the little bit of a shaky start early. And now it's important for Ilya Sorokin to look better because 
the Islanders coming up now in the month of March are going to have a lot more situations where there are back-to-back games, where there are, uh, you know, a bunch of games, maybe, you know, three games in four nights or, or what have you, and the Islanders are going to need to make sure that both goalies are healthy, sharp, and ready to go. Up until now, it's been Simeon Varlamov basically playing 75-80% of the games. The original plan, according to Barry Trotz, was for this to be more of a 60-40 split in favor of Varlamov. And you you heard me mentioning uh, before the season started that I figured that early on they would ride Varlamov a little bit more and that after that, as the season progressed and they got more confidence in Sorokin, you would see something closer to a 50-50 split. So hopefully now you're in a situation where uh, you know you're going to have to count on Sorokin. Just look at the schedule now. The Islanders played this past weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. They're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday this coming week. That is a lot of games with not a lot of days off. You basically have three days off in, you know, eight or nine days. And for the Islanders, it is vital that they have both goaltenders ready and uh, eager to to do their thing. Now, both uh, goalies have been playing well as of late, although Varlamov kind of looked a little bit shaky at times. Maybe even tired would be the right word during Saturday's game, and yet having Sorokin looking very confident, there were a number of, uh, look, the Islanders played a solid defensive game in front of him, and when the opposition has a grand total of, you know, two shots on goal in the first period, and 10 total shots after 40 minutes, you know Your team is getting the job done defensively, and that is what you want to see. However, uh, in the third period especially, you know, there were some scrambles in front of the net. There were some pretty good scoring opportunities with some legendary players, your Malkins and your Crosbys and everything else. Uh, Those guys getting quality chances in that third period, even a couple of, you know, power play chances for the Pens, and yet the Islanders and Sorokin came up big, and I'll tell you something, the white whale, Ilya Sorokin, is looking more and more like the real deal for the New York Islanders, he is playing solid hockey, and the good thing is, as he gets more comfortable in the NHL size rink, as he gets more comfortable with his teammates, with living in North America, as his English gets better, he's only going to get better. And this is a very good situation for the Islanders to have. So back-to-back shutouts for the rookie. And right now, in five games, Ilya Sorokin has two shutout victories. So pretty impressive. And uh, hopefully we continue to see more positive signs from Ilya Sorokin. It bodes well for the Islanders if they have both Sorokin and Varlamov playing well 
in the next few weeks. It's it's imperative for this team going forward. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll talk about another young player who is continuing to blossom right before our eyes, and we'll talk about two guys who are helping to make this power play work and how important the power play has been to the Islanders' success. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, one player that we're really watching blossom before our eyes is rookie Oliver Wallstrom. He scored a power play goal in Sunday's game and now also picked up an assist on J.G. Pajot's power play goal. He seems to have found a home on that second power play unit. And Oliver Wallstrom has a four-game point streak right now for the New York Islanders. And, you know... During the game, I'm always on Twitter, and I'm looking at some of the tweets, and yeah, there was one person who tweeted, ah, yes, who's better, you know, Alex Ovechkin or Oliver Wallstrom, and uh, another guy who who said, yeah, you know, Wallstrom is now a proven top six forward in this league, and it's amazing to see how good he may yet become. Well, let's not jump the gun, and I know the comparison to Ovechkin wasn't serious, but... Oliver Wallstrom is developing before our eyes, and it's a very, very good sign for this Islanders team. We all know needs a little more offense in their lineup, and Oliver Wallstrom, who has really earned that time now on the second power play unit, is really starting to figure out what he needs to do to play well in the NHL. And the beautiful thing about it, uh, he is adapting to that Barry Trot system. And for the most part, he's playing on the third line, which is more of a defensive-oriented type of situation. But at the end of the day, well, here's the thing. You get a lot of young players. Some of them are unable or unwilling to adapt to the Barry Trot system and play responsibly in their own zone first and, and, and get that done. And those guys don't last long on the Islanders. I mean, look at Josh Hosang, a very, very talented player who is yet to make the the uh, adjustment to the trot style and as a result is playing in Sweden right now. Uh, but Wallstrom is getting that done. And what you get is a player who can do so much more than be a one-dimensional offensive player. You see what has happened right now to Matthew Barzal, who after that big rookie season before Trotz was there, the point total was higher, but he's a better all-around hockey player now than he was initially, and that is a very good sign for the New York Islanders, and over the course of his career, that's going to help guys like Wallstrom and guys like Barzal uh, to to increase their value as hockey players, no matter where they play, and it obviously is going to help the Islanders win hockey games, so 
Wallstrom is developing. Is he where he's going to be yet? No, he's got a lot more developing to do. But at this point, with the four-game point streak, and if this was an 82-game season, he's roughly on point uh, on pace for 40, 41 points, a point every other game. You take that from a rookie right now in his first NHL season any day. And the good news is if he keeps working and keeps learning and keeps developing physically and, and, and learning, getting experience, those numbers can only increase. And that is a very, very promising sign for the New York Islanders. Look, we've talked before about the heavy shot that Oliver Wallstrom has. And now all of a sudden that shot is starting to pay dividends for the New York Islanders. Islanders this weekend, by the way, were without Cal Clutterbuck. Big disappointment there. He was injured in the game on Thursday. And uh, he's day-to-day. The statement that Barry Trotz made, if this was a playoff game on Sunday, uh, Clutterbuck could have played, but they're really trying to be a little bit more cautious. And I think that overall is a good thing. And what they ended up doing is uh, putting Pajot uh, very often on a line with Sezikis and Martin. It worked out well. Islanders uh, getting the job done and overall played well over the weekend. One area of concern, though, that I had, and it really was both games over the weekend. In the third period of both games, the Islanders sort of let down and... The Penguins carried the tempo and the tone of the game in the third period. On Saturday, the Islanders had a lead of 2 to nothing, and then of 3-2 to two and could not hold that lead because they played a little bit sloppy in the third period. On Sunday, even though they earned the shutout, they gave up as many shots on goal in the third period as they did in the first two periods combined. They were outshot 10-5. to five. Now, I understand... You're not going to be as aggressive trying to hold a 2-0 lead. But again, they took a few foolish penalties, including one on Sunday by Jordan Eberle, who went uh, into the offensive zone and was called for holding, trying to get around a Penguins player to get to a loose puck. Uh, That gives the opposition a chance to get back in the game. And when you're nursing that two-goal lead, you don't want to give them those opportunities. So... Yeah, it's a three-point weekend out of a possible four points, but this team needs to be a little bit more consistent and play a little bit better, I think, in the third period. Get away with it on Saturday, and you don't want that to become a trend. So you get the three-point weekend, and obviously that is a plus. You want that, and you needed that because, again... The Islanders, the standings in the East Division are so tight, and you know what? They're going to be tight all season. You need, every game's a divisional game. You get three out of every four possible points, you'll be in great shape at the end of the season. So the Islanders taking, going 1-0-1 against the Penguins over the weekend, and that sets them up in a good position for now in the standings. How tight are the standings right now for the Islanders? They are extremely tight. Amazingly enough, the Capitals have now passed the Bruins. 
They have 28 points there in first place. Boston and the Islanders are tied with 26 points, although Boston has a couple of games in hand. Philadelphia, 25 points. Pittsburgh, 23. So the top five teams in the East Division right now are separated by only five points. So every point counts, and the Islanders definitely need to come through and get more of them. And uh going to be a, a dogfight, really, for the rest of this season. And that's why you need young players like Ilya Sorokin and Oliver Wallstrom to come through and develop on the go to make bigger contributions to this hockey team. And I'm still waiting to see to the trade deadline. That is going to be a key situation for the Islanders. We've got more to talk about on today's show. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. We'll start to look ahead to a busy week for the Islanders and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 18 delicious flavors. They've got flavors that have nuts, flavors that are nut free. All of them, however, are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Listen to some of these great flavors. Lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. Banana bread, double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie. You absolutely can't go wrong with any of these, and there's one to fit your taste. The bars are all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the coconut almond flavor. 18 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. And maybe you want to take your knowledge of the New York Islanders and help it Use it to help you make some extra cash. Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put $100 into your account, They'll add $50 in there absolutely free. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're going to go back a ways in team history. We want to wish a very happy 56th birthday to former Islanders winger Miko Makala, selected by the Isles in the fourth round 
back in 1983, came to North America from his native Finland and joined the Islanders in time for the 85-86 season. His best season by far, 87-88, 36 goals and 76 points for the Islanders that year. Stuck with the team through the beginning part of the 89-90 season. Later played for the Kings, Sabres, and Bruins before winding up his career back in Europe. 423 career NHL games, 118 goals, 265 points. Nice guy, too. Interviewed Miko for uh, my book, Ice Wars, and uh, had some great stories to tell. We're going to look back at a, one of his Better games as an Islander, December 4th, 1987 at the old Cap Center in Landover, Maryland. Islanders in the Washington Capitals. Billy Smith in goal for the Isles against Clint Malarchuk for the Capitals. And it was Washington getting on the board first. Michael Pavanka, his second from Paul Cavallini, just 224 in, and it was 1-0 Washington. But special teams made a big difference for the Islanders. Brent Sutter, a shorthanded goal from Richard Crom at 7.58. Then, on the power play, Miko Makala, his 12th from Pat LaFontaine and Dennis Potvan at 11.46. Just 24 seconds later, another power play goal, Gerald Diddick, his first of the year from Pat LaFontaine and Brent Sutter. Quickly, it's 3-1 Islanders. But in the final minute of the first period, uh, Bent... Gustafson, his seventh from Gary Galley and Mike Gartner, and after 20 minutes, the Islanders had a 3-2 lead. No scoring in the second period, but in the third period, with Dennis Potvan in the box for hooking, Islanders fan favorite Dale Hunter, his eighth from Mike Gartner and Larry Murphy, and it's a one-goal game again, 3-2. But Pat Flatley, his fourth from Brent Sutter and Gerald Diddick at 4-0-3. And then Miko Makala, his second of the game, 13th of the year from Brian Trottier and Greg Gilbert at 5-11. And the Islanders all of a sudden have a 5-3 lead. Then Miko Makala on the power play, his third of the game, 14th of the year. Alan Kerr and Tomas Janssen with the helper. A late goal by Greg Adams makes it a little bit closer, but the Islanders skate away with a 6-4 victory for Miko Makala, a hat trick. Three goals on five shots on goal. That did not lead the team, though. Brent Sutter had eight shots on goal. Sutter also with a three-point night, a goal, and two assists. This being uh, the mid-80s, a much more wide-open. Billy Smith, 31 saves to earn the victory for the Islanders. So the only NHL hat trick for Miko Makala. Makala, a good of hockey player, and uh, we certainly wish him all the best on his 56th birthday, which was actually on Sunday. So, happy birthday, Miko Makala. As for the Islanders, right now, this team looking pretty good, all things considered. And what's important for the Islanders now is to get a little bit more consistency. Uh, you got a lot of games coming up in the next few days. This is a busy week for this hockey team, and they are going to need to A, be in good shape, and B, 
to play some of their best hockey right now. We mentioned what they're doing at home. Their next game is on the road in Newark against the Devils. Then they're back home to improve, hopefully, on that 7-0-2 mark that they've put together on Coliseum Ice this season. And again, uh, later this month, now that we're in the month of March, fans, a limited number of them, will be allowed back at the Coliseum, and that will only give the Islanders a bigger home ice advantage when all is finally said and done. We'll be back tomorrow with more of a look at the game scheduled in Newark against the New Jersey Devils. Got the feeling they'll go back to Simeon Varlamov in this one, although I expect that we will see this week a lot more of a alternating goaltender situation with, you know, a lot of games in a short amount of time, and then, of course, back-to-back games again next weekend. Hopefully, Cal Clutterbuck returns to the lineup for the Islanders, and uh, great to see what the power play has been able to do. Power play, it's an amazing statistic, and I want to talk about it on tomorrow's show. When the Islanders score a power play goal, how many games they have won this year as a result. So we'll have all of that and a whole lot more tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.